0: This podcast may contain questionable language, will contain spoilers, and contains a message from Bill and Ted.
1: Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes!
2: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 98 of Movie Drone. Um, I really don't know what that was all about, but I am Steve.
0: And I am Mark.
2: This is what happens when you look at, like, left to your own devices, isn't it?
0: Well, I just think if everyone just got on a little bit better... You know, just be excellent to each other.
2: Right? Okay. Well, there's a lot of uh, bad stuff going on, yeah. but
0: um, just I mean, be a bit nicer to everyone. Let's all be is. a little bit nicer to the next person. Who hopefully is a bit nicer to the next person. Don't matter who you are, anything about you. Just be a bit nicer to the person to your right and to your left, and we'll all do it.
2: Okay. And if anyone needs anything, I suppose our DMs are always open. Absolutely. Mate, aren't they? Okay. I'm um, well, mate. How have you been? I haven't really
0: spoke to you this week, have I, at no, all? It's been a busy week, hasn't it? been a busy, busy, busy week. Had a nothing weekend, pretty much did nothing, um, but it's been a busy, busy week at work. But I have discovered one thing, which right. has backed me up. I mean, it's a little bit of not a good thing to say, but really, but I am the king of breaking in places.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're the king of breaking, no, like break king, dancing. No, I was king of say breaking. no fucking
0: way. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a call out, another one. I need to break into a building. 35 seconds, mate. I was in there. It's embarrassing, <laughs> oh, yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know all the little tricks now. I've, I've broken into so many yeah. places. I'm just like in.
2: Well, you know, policemen might listen to this.
0: It know. was for the police. Oh, was it? Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. <Yeah. laughs> I'll give that. <laughs> well, and that's it then, really. Yeah. No, you haven't, you haven't discovered anything else. You haven't. I mean, you've been doing bookings and that again and get yeah. people. Doing stuff and these funny intros and that. I mean, left to your own devices, mate. Yeah. you just go rogue, didn't you?
0: Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. Just I trying to drive the of... train that is the Movie Drone Express, mate.
2: <laughs> I tell you, someone else has been driving the train, and that's our guest from last week. I need you Amy He is a promotional machine. honey, <laughs> mate? <laughs> <Isn't> he, mate? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just haven't had to do anything. It's just been amazing. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not quite sure if this week's guest is going to be... Um, anyway, it was good. With I the wonder lunch. if
0: we could um, employ Jamie as our social media expert. Probably. Get, actually, bloody good. The, I don't know what we could pay him in.
2: <laughs> badges badges <laughs> Leftover <yeah>. badges <laughs> <laughs> Oh I must say Actually um,
0: Jamie If you hear this Make sure and send your address over I must send you, I've been a guest On Movie Drone Badge You I do could, yeah. I, could, yeah. I could just message you And tell you this But since I you actually <laughs> listen um, <laughs> Message us your address I'll send you I've got some new badges as well Some special Really spanky you new ones You can have one of them as well Stickers I've got stickers Let us know Go And rogue, I'll yeah. forward you some stuff over How's Keep your week on, been Rome. mate How's your week been Well
2: I just want to say thanks very much to uh, Emirates Movies last week. Mm. Uh, amazing gifts. I've got my gifts. Thank very much for giving them to me. You can see Captain America up there on the I shelf. I can, mate. So, um, so, yeah, I'm the chipping. They things sort of somewhere. I don't know where. (laughs) Um, But thank you very much, Emma, for for everything. I've got my book there. I mean, I haven't written in my book yet. I'm sure you have. But uh, and obviously, thank you to Jamie. The one man promotional machine is Jamie Russell. Absolutely. Absolutely amazing. Thank you very much for coming on. Such a good guest. We've had some great feedback from other people about jamie on there very passionate about the film uh everybody i spoke to so he's brilliant so thank you very much jamie hopefully we we'll get you to back on yes, uh, i ain't you, done man. a lot this week mate. No, no not done a lot i've cut my finger quite badly and it, it hurts a bit, to the a bit bone. infected no not not too bad yeah. We got a bit infected so that's been a bit bad crochet update i, mean, I don't know you can't say anything about this because it's actually uh for, for someone there's something being there worked on there
0: okay Stuff there, llama.
2: So, uh, just uh, <laughs> uh, it's secret, it's top no, secret. I know that's why I, I was frying for... everyone off the scent because yeah. obviously I know what it is, mate. <laughs> might have to go out for cash that one. Yeah. So, uh, and Animal Crossing, I haven't spoke to Jill since Friday. So, in, any but on any purpose? She's or? Out there now. She, no, she's listening, I think, out there now. Um, right, but I haven't had a chance to speak to her. She's she's doing some some fishing or something. On I,
0: Crossing, but, I really must go, have a look good. into whatever that is, but I've
2: no idea what you're saying. <laughs> We had a good download date. Someone from Virginia, Virginia, mm. in the USA, downloaded 100 episodes. I think that was every single one, all Blimey. at once. Jesus. Which was amazing. I felt really sad, actually. I quite, felt quite sad for them because, like, they're going to listen to all of them and all they're going to get is, like, you going, Biggest Dickest and stuff <laughs> like that, and it? And I felt, felt quite sorry for, for them. Mate, for them I'll stop doing
0: all that anyway. shit as soon as you say <laughs> so.
2: No, I'm only joking. I mean, it's going to be the highlight of their week, obviously. Oh, obviously, now, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, thank you very much for for those downloads. There, it's uh, much appreciated.
0: Yeah, thank you. Probably
2: friends of Jamie. So do you I mean, think? Yeah, not going to be friends of ours. I, I was, was going to say,
0: long. I don't think on anyone in Virginia <laughs> no,
2: or anywhere mm-hmm. really. You don't really know anyone, really, do you? I mean, there's not many people, nope. not not many friends, and that no, no.
0: Then they are all Fresh. welcome (laughs) right okay then mates do you want to do the thanks this week then mates absolutely I would like to thank beautiful Mike at Genuine Chit Chat Ramna One Half Pod Right Stuff Reviews Ronnie Castle, Movie Journey Mr P, The Trilogy Pod Cinema Recall, Lisa Mike Mike and Oscar, What Should We Watch Ryan, Collateral Cinema and Key Gone Glynn Excellent, well done, mate. <laughs> probably, did you get that right? I'm not quite sure. I have no idea. Right. I, I could have done the real name, but I thought that one sounded funner.
2: Okay, so uh, I've got special thanks this week to all the people who've gone the extra mile with some follows and tweets and all sorts of things. So to Jill, Cassie, VHS writes back, safe by grace, seventy two. The man, Jamie Russell, Jamie Irwin, Cinema Recall, Sean Panda Nicholson, Emma at the Movies, LJ Human, John Grant, Jay Rochester, Fresh Geek Context, Occo Duro Parley Hour, and Breaker 6696. So there we go, then, mate. So mm-hmm. thank you to everybody on those lists. We love you equally.
0: Thank you so much. All right, mate, do you want to hear a promo? Only if it's Cinema Recall, mate. <laughs>
1: Hello, potential listeners. My name is The Vern, and I'm the host of the Cinema Recall Podcast. On most shows myself, along with some great guests, we will talk about a movie, and then some of the most iconic moments that happened in said movie. On top of that, you'll get bonus shows where I will give you short reviews about new and classic movies, or I'll just rant and rave about something going on in the entertainment industry. So come check us out. We're available on Anchor. Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most other places. Don't forget to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at cinema underscore recall. And then on Facebook, Instagram, we are Cinema Recall Podcast. Uh, don't forget to email us your ad spots to play on future episodes. That email is cinema recall at gmail.com Hope to see you around, and thank you very much for listening.
2: There we go. And surprisingly, that's the the moment for Cinema Recall. I've got to stop sending you screenshots of my notes. (laughs) It surprised me out of nowhere. So, uh, yeah, new ad from Cinema Recall. Um, It's topical a little bit, Cinema Recall, because we know the Verne loves Mm. showgirls.
0: Oh well, let's find out if you've got something in common with the Vern.
2: Yeah, he did an episode there uh, with Ryan, and uh, yeah, I mean it was really good that one. It made me actually want to watch it okay. until I read the reviews. So that's why it's it's intriguing. But there you go. So uh, yeah, listen to Cinema Recall. Loads of good content coming out from our lovely friend the Vern. Right, yes. okay then, mate. Let's move on to the section that the person in Virginia is probably enjoying uh through those hundred episodes mm. um getting to the last week so i mean you've, you've got a new one for me you you made all this one up i don't quite understand the last bit but um whether it's two people on the on the last bit side but let's see shall we let's see Are you looking forward to this no i'm not looking forward to
0: it at all mate no not no. at all you got an audience this week or no i've got no audience but you know no audience no i must audience.
2: admit you seemed a little I've, bit I've more got relaxed the, got, i think th-
0: i've got the rabbit cleaning itself next to me, um, between it deciding to sleep, rattle its litter tray, or whatever else it needs to do to make as much fucking noise as it possibly can. Um, okay. But yeah, this was a last minute, thought I'd finished my notes, hadn't, and then I had to rustle something up, so, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> these are always the best ones yeah, apparently. so the more embarrassing ones so you haven't got an audience that's brilliant so this is going to be perfect i'm really looking forward to it should we get straight into it please mate this is mark's movie impression for episode 98 and this is when pinhead met spike gremlin and brain gremlin
0: yeah do not remember brain gremlin
2: i remember them both i just well, didn't think you'd put three people in you're
0: a mit- well I'm stretching it a little bit mate i was just struggling for lines i was padding here we go Will tear your soul apart. Yam, yam. You're not the first to say that, and you won't be the last. Well, well, what we want, I think, what everyone wants, civilization. <coughs> no. <laughs> no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Well, well, it's rather brutal down here. This isn't for your eyes. No, no, was that civilized? No, no, clearly not. Fun, but not civilized. There <laughs> you go, mate.
2: <laughs> 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 oh dear, terrific. Absolutely Did terrific.
0: Do you recognize him now?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I do a little bit, yeah. I mean, I don't care, really. It was just it was just amazing from this end. Thank you very much, mate.
0: Welcome. Brilliant. There you go. Thanks very
2: much, mate. Marks movie the impression there. Fantastic. Right. Okay, mate. Do you want to move on? Yes, mate. This is the movie drone wall of shame. There we go. So movie drone wall of shame. Uh, last week, I challenged Sean Panda Nicholson to stay off the wall. If The question was, we'll, we'll see how he gets on in a minute. Mm. Who are you challenging, mate?
0: Well, sticking with the theme of people are nice to us. And then we challenge them. I have been listening to quite a few podcasts of this young lady um, <laughs> recently. I mentioned last week the best opening of a podcast I'd ever, ever heard. And then today, she let me know that it's 38 years today since Grease 2 was released, mate.
2: Don't say it. Don't say it. Grease don't 2 was talk released. About, don't talk about and Grease And she's 2. in
0: my little Grease 2 fan club. <laughs> so M at Verbal Diorama... As well as running a lovely article on us a few weeks ago, the most yeah. important thing is you are part of my Grease 2 fan club and a <laughs> nil on the wall of shame. Sorry. You're in the Greasy fan club. Mm. <laughs> You're a greaser. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: OK. Well, well done, mate. So you are challenging Emmett Verbal Diorama basically for uh, being really nice and loving Grease 2 whatever it is yep very very weird this love of Grease 2 can't get me head around it okay so right moving on moving on this is the next section this is the section that we like to call Question, question time. time
0: Question Time Question Time Time for the question Question Time Question Time
1: Question Time Time for the question Question Time
0: and we've lost it again. How we
2: have? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I to be honest, that was me. I paused. I, I forgot did. what I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> well, okay, so we challenged Sean Panda and Nicholson. Yep, I've actually listened to him on what's your favourite. I didn't realise. So I actually looked back at Jamie Owen's catalogue. Really? something to watch. And he was on there. Yeah, so he's no. on there. So I've been listening to that. He's a really good guest. Better than you, definitely, hundred
0: percent better. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly a high bar to aim at, mate.
2: No, no, and then I was thinking. Actually, you'd probably be a good guest on Sean's podcast because he does a podcast called Four Songs and a Dream. You're well into your music, mm. and everything. so maybe when you're actually not such a shit guest on people's podcasts, mm. maybe you'll get asked on it, and maybe it'll
0: be quite a good episode. I'd be a so, bit pleasure. Uh, I'd <laughs> love to take down someone else's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: do, we do our best, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so have a listen to Sean Panda Nicholson on Jamie Irwin's. What's your favourite? Cool, fantastic episode Mm. much better than ours right okay so did sean panda nicholson deliver
0: twice twice well he delivered he delivered a parcel with the question and he delivered another parcel with his answers sean says okay so you want a question i've been thinking and seeing as i do a music-based podcast what do you guys reckon is the best movie soundtrack of all time nope fuck it you know what give me your top five movie soundtracks Go! Exclamation mark. Okay.
2: <laughs> right, okay. I mean, probably, uh, yeah, I mean, it's right up your alley, isn't it? Mm. I mean, you love your... Uh, Shit you answers, your
0: but music. it's right up my alley. Have
2: you? Mm. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, I've just thought about one that would probably be on there. Jesus. I've not
0: um, gone okay. for Greece 2. I can confirm okay. I've left Grease 2 off there because I knew I couldn't handle the stick.
2: Okay, well, you read Sean's Zen. Do you want to tell mm. us what Sean's first one is?
0: Yes, his first one is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. He says it's one of my all-time favourite films, and it's got such a great original songs written by Beck for a movie band, Sex Bob Omb, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, as well as amazing songs by Metric, Blood Red Shoes, Broken Social Scene, Black Francis, and many, many more. It's the perfect movie soundtrack for an indie music geek like me.
2: Okay, I mean I like the film. I don't know if you've seen the film. I haven't. Or something You haven't? No, No. you haven't since Scott Pilgrim. Okay. uh, Yeah, I don't know whether it's up your alley. Maybe we could try that one. Okay, my number five, I suppose, on that one is Pulp Fiction. It's quite a simple one. Uh, Whenever I watch Pulp Fiction, I love the soundtrack. Uh, I noticed it as soon as I watched the film. It goes with it perfectly. My favourite song from it is Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon by Urge Overkill.
0: Cool. My one, American Honey, mate such an eclectic mix of genres and songs on there it's just great i love i love some of the country stuff i love the more contemporary stuff just think it's got a real clever soundtrack that brings a film together okay right okay sean's number two jackie brown he says my favorite tarantino soundtrack an amazingly curated soul collection including bobby Womack, bill withers and minnie ripperton this was the first time i properly cared and was fascinated by a film soundtrack
2: Okay, so my number four is The Wanderers. Okay. I love all that era of music. I just love it. I mean, the music's sort of generally nice to listen to. Uh, my favourite song from that one, unsurprisingly, is The Wanderer by Dion.
0: Okay, cool. I'll move mine about a bit so I can match similar sort of vein of music to that and say my next one's Dirty Dancing. Okay. It's got that old retroy sound, some old rock and roll stuff, some old soul stuff. It's got some of them old school tracks in it that I really like. I think they really work well on picking certain songs out that match the movie perfectly.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one.
0: Sean's third one is Drive. He says it's dripping with cool simps and uplifting pop songs. This soundtrack is just the perfect collection of songs to match the tone and action on screen. Excellent, right, yeah. so uh, have you seen Drive? I have. I don't remember going much on it, if I'm honest, but I do remember the music being good.
2: Okay, right. So my third one is Quadrophenia. Um, oh, it's the good choice, mate. From, yeah, so obviously I am into that sort of music. I mean, the soundtrack itself is by The Who. I've got the original Quadrophenia uh, by The Who with the open-up um, thing on vinyl. So uh, I love that one, but my actual sort of song from the soundtrack, my favourite one, is Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs. Yeah. Absolutely love that song. Remember dancing with loads of people all in a row, doing the older Green Onions dance uh, in my youth.
0: Cool. My next one is The Lost Boys. Okay. I love The Lost Boys soundtrack. It's one I will revisit on Spotify reasonably often, and I have a lot of good fun singing along to it.
2: All right, fair enough. I mean, I don't really know what's on it, if I'm truthfully honest. What sort of songs are on it?
0: People are strange. When we're strange.
2: oh, yeah, I suppose you've got the doors on there. Um, yeah.
0: then, then you've got the one who is in the bathtub. Oh, yeah, then that you've got one. Yeah, the yeah. um, okay, no. the other one is it Boys Don't Cry or something? Okay, <laughs> that one can't remember. it's totally gone out of my head now. Is it by the cure? Mm. That one, how does that one go, mate? Boys Don't Cry. No, no, not that one. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. He might not <laughs> okay, even be called right. Boys Don't Cry. I might have just made that up completely. <laughs>
1: yeah. I know what one
0: I mean. Oh, dear. All right. Okay. Sean's number two is The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. You See? Say- yeah. All right. Told you about this one, didn't I? I still got but to give you this. Yeah, I've never had it yet. But this, he says, this is my favorite Wes Anderson soundtrack. And that is a hard choice. The Portuguese David Bowie covers by. So George, elevate this already beautiful collection of songs into the stratosphere.
2: Excellent. Yes. I need to give you that one as well. So uh, reminding me of all these homework films Mm. I need to give you. So that's good. You can add that maybe to your little spreadsheet, that one. Okay. Um, okay. My number two is Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Random. Um, uh, Random. Mm. Okay. I mean, there is one main reason. Okay. And it's because it includes one of my favorite songs of all time, Um, and it includes I Want to Be Your Dog by Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Okay. And it's one of my favourite songs, and I remember it being on there. Uh, But when you actually listen to the rest of the soundtrack, it's actually a decent soundtrack on there, mate. But it's um, elevated upwards because of the Iggy and the Stooges track, I Want to Be Your Dog. Dog.
0: Cool, nice. And it wasn't what well, I can't even remember what I said now, but the songs Cry Little Sister. <laughs> Cry little sister. <laughs> sister. Okay. Yeah. All right. I
2: was, I was, I was remembered. <laughs> totally
0: <laughs> miles away there. Um right, so my number two, I'm gonna go for Voldemort. Well, it's the film that shall not be named after Mr. Right. P dug us out a little bit about us <laughs> talking about it. So I'm now calling that film Voldemort. And I really liked some of the music that come out of it. I know you slagged it off a bit saying there wasn't an awful lot of the uh, songs you really liked or could remember after watching it. But I like listening to the soundtrack. I think they've done a great job of it. What one are you talking about? Star is Born. Okay.
2: (laughs) I knew you'd choose that one, mate. I'm Mm -hmm. surprised you haven't got Top Gun on there, to be honest. No. Uh, But I thought the Star is Born would be on there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right.
0: Voldemort. Okay. (laughs) Sean's number one? Sean's number one is Vanilla Sky. And he admits it's an odd choice. But when I was a teenager, this film was the most mind-bending thing I'd ever seen and I absolutely fell in love with Cameron Crowe's marvellously curated soundtrack. Marrying Radiohead with Jeff Buckley, Bob Dylan and the Chemical Brothers and it all worked so well. There's also some parts of Nancy Wilson's excellent score.
2: Okay, excellent. I mean, uh, I think I've seen it once. I don't know if you've seen that.
0: I've seen it game and... once. Um, I can't honestly remember anything about it whatsoever. No.
2: Well, Sean is a man of music, 100%. Mm. So uh, if he says it's good, I'm pretty sure it's good. My last one is Good Morning Vietnam. I love the film film's great, but the actual, I mean, you know why I feel about the Vietnam War and the love affair that I have with the Vietnam War, um, the interest that I have with it, and the music goes with it. I mean, every documentary or film that you see has always got the 60s, 70s music, um, and my favourite one on that one is Nowhere to Run by Martha Reeves and the Vandellas.
0: Nice.
2: I actually sounded like um, Mike Smash then, I think. You did it like, down a one, one, Nowhere to Run. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs>
0: my number one and you're gonna hate me for this but i don't care is 10 things i hate about you
2: why would i possibly i don't mind I don't. that film it would be worse if star is born was number
0: one okay yeah no i've gone for that it's got a nice bit of Joan armor trading on um i really like sister hazel on it and letters to cleo i just like the whole thing i thought it's good good little sort of leveler going up from a ballad get a little bit of your jiggy jiggy, jiggy stuff you like um he's got a bit of everything. <laughs> okay, yeah, brilliant. I actually, actually imported up, that mate? one from America. Did you? On compact disc. Oh, did you? They mm. were around.
2: Yeah. I mean. Okay. Um, I mean I've got honourable mentions. I've got the doors, obviously. Yeah, it's not it's sort of ghosts without saying. But also Baby Driver. Baby Driver's got a great soundtrack, mm-hmm. but unfashionably. I don't like the film. Okay. Um, really don't like the film. A, a lot of people actually love it. But uh, but the soundtrack, got to admit, 80s soundtrack is really good.
0: So, that one, when you gave it to me for Christmas, was that someone had bought it for you and you went, oh, I don't like that. And no, just it? No, I bought it, it
2: for you because I thought you'd like it.
0: Oh, you sure? But
2: yeah. I just don't <laughs> like it. Right. So. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't. Honestly, okay. I bought it for years like it. There's many other things I've given you that I didn't want. Read that first. Yeah. Um, but, but not that. Not that. Right. So uh, there you go. So thank you very much, Sean, for that. Uh, that was, I mean, we know you're a music person. Your podcast is great. Please, everybody, listen to Four Songs and a Dream by Sean Pandon Nicholson. It's not his album. It's his podcast. But uh, have a listen and have a listen to Sean on uh, Jamie Owens. What's Your Favourite? Absolutely. It's much better than us. Hmm. Yeah so uh thank you very much sean right then mate do you want to tell everybody how they can contact us on
0: social media absolutely you can get us a Twitter, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com.
2: Okay, so on to the main reason that we're here uh, listener request film from our number 26 rated guest when we did a poll. We did a poll, yeah, if you remember, I, right. think it, it I thought we'd
0: in. only had 22 guests on. We
2: came in at number 26, Bye number man. 26, so that's, that's quite high. So, uh, our listener request, <laughs> Lee, Lee, you're back.
3: There's no way that I'm 26,
2: <laughs> no <laughs> Lower. way. Lower, you reckon? <laughs> Shut up. 26th, <laughs> best guest on Movie Drone, as furorated by the uh, listeners. So, uh, mate, you're back. It's nice to see you. How have you been?
3: Good, thank you very much. How have you all been?
2: Uh, we've been all right, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice, obviously, not to um, have to see Mark that often. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's not too bad. Uh, it's I've probably
0: seen uh, Lee more than you have.
2: More than I've seen you, probably.
0: actually, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Probably, probably. But no, mate, no, it's nice to see you. Nice see You Managed to get a haircut. I don't know how you've done that. <laughs>
3: In the garden. I've got it in
2: the garden. <laughs> it looks like you've done it with the long So, right, okay. So, uh, you, I mean, Mark, do you want to read the numbers on Lee's film?
0: Absolutely. This is a film that is currently 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. is an 18, one hour, 55 minutes for the theatrical release. Builders an action, crime, and drama with a synopsis of two victims of traumatized childhoods become lovers and psychopathic serial murderers, irresponsibly glorified by the mass media, with a budget of $34 million and grossing $50 million. This
2: is directed by Oliver Stone with a story by Quentin Tarantino starring Woody Harrelson, Juliette Lewis, Robert Downey Jr., Tommy
0: Lee Jones and Tom Sizemore. This was 1994's Natural Born Killers.
2: Have you done a clip, Mark? Because there's no way that he's bought one. I have, mate.
1: (laughs) Hi there, how is work? What work? I'm unemployed. Where the f*** are you been, huh?
0: Well, you look nice, Mallory.
1: Yuck, you look like... Thanks, Mom. Well, I'm gonna go now. I'll be back at midnight, okay? What are you wearing, a broomstick and a trash bag? Why don't you put some meat on you, huh? A few pounds lighter, you'll be missing the opium. Where the hell do you think you're growing, huh? I'm going to the John Lee Hooker concert with Donna. I told you that yesterday. First
3: off, you don't tell me anything. You ask my permission. Second, you're not going out in that hoo house dress. You'll end
1: up peddling your ass, you stupid bitch. And third, you're not going out at all. You didn't mow the yard.
3: That piece of shit, Lomar is fine.
1: So are you talking in front of your mother,
3: you stupid bitch. You watch your language. Or I'll kick the shit out of you, like I do her. So if your ass is in this house,
0: it's my ass, so you move it upstairs and take a shower. You make sure it's a good shower, because I'm coming up after you see how
1: clean you are.
2: There we go. Sorry about that, Lee. Sorry about That's that. Sure. Mate. So, um, listen, I mean, it's nice to see you again. We obviously came to you and said, Lee, um, will you be a part of Listener Chooses? You said that you would love to. Without giving too much away, mate, why did you choose this one?
3: Uh, So I watched this probably a year after it came out. Uh, I got a hooky copy down the the, uh, video shop (laughs) and uh, (laughs) I wasn't that impressed at the time, but I think as time's gone on and I've seen the message actually behind the film rather than, the actual film itself. I think I've grown to love this and I think it's become one of my top three films ever.
2: Wow. Okay. That's big. Okay. So, I mean, um, it's lovely that you've turned up. I mean, it's actually better that you're over um, the internet. So, because obviously we have (laughs) have trouble getting rid of you when we normally have (laughs) you around. You know. um, and it takes you like three days to to get there and and get back right, in the estate, so it's really good. I mean, you said about the theatrical version, Mark. Mm. I watched the director's cut. I don't so know what did we? You guys have watched. So you did, we. Yeah? yeah. Okay, good. So this film um, was named the eighth most controversial film in history by Entertainment Weekly in two thousand and six. Um, which is uh, which is quite interesting. So let's see 2 we're going to go for. Let's see what Mark thought of okay. natural born killers.
0: This must have been to the guy who did it, mate. Episode 80, 87 of Movie Drone. Like right, for you, a right. fucking nightmare to edit.
2: Right.
0: Okay. <laughs> I I, don't, I just I hadn't noticed before how many different cuts were in this movie. And apparently right. a standard movie has between six and 700 cuts. And this had 3000.
2: <laughs> I mean, it does show for me. I've got to be honest. This is one just to give you an idea roughly of where I am. This is one for me that I absolutely loved when it first come out. It was in like my top five, three or whatever each watch after that. I tend to dislike it a bit more. Um, what reason?
3: Do you, why is that?
2: We'll get into it a bit, a okay. bit later. I mean, I, the, uh, the original watching of the film, I thought it was brilliant. For me, this is what a love story is. This is my sort of rom-com. This, yeah. this is my Top Gun whatever <laughs> it is Marvel watches. I love this. It's this and True Romance are basically what a love story is to me. And I think they're great. But obviously, knowing... Uh, I watched it so many times now, and knowing all the characters and knowing what happens, I notice a lot more of what you've just talked about, Marcus, is what the editing. So the stuff Mm -hmm. in the background, the cartoons in the background, the visuals when they're in the the motel room that are up on the window. And Mm -hmm. I find myself focusing on all that and trying to make sense of all of it, and it leaves me confused. I feel a bit isolated by the film. I feel that it's only Oliver Stone who probably knows what they all mean. Mm, okay. um, and it, it isol- it's isolated me a little bit every time I watch it. I'm not saying I hate it, but I'm just saying it goes down every time, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, see, so this was the missus' first watch of this, and I think she struggled to keep up with everything. That was I think you watched it probably the first time you watch it. It's just a barrage in the senses. And it's just like, what the fuck? Then the sort of second, third, fourth time you see it, I think that's when you start getting the story and understanding it a little bit more and more. And perhaps you've gone a little bit further the other side, Steve, where you've seen it so much now that you've, past that stage and you're going into another one where you start unpicking the technical sides of it
2: yeah and also trying to analyze what each of those visuals means in the film i am hoping that it's not just a random set of pictures that goes up and that they had some sort of idea as to what message they wanted each picture or each visual to bring to the film and i'm Mm -hmm. trying to work out what they all are and i just i'm just getting confused it's 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 sometimes just getting a bit overwhelming so lee um what about this watch then mate what do you think
3: Well, uh, for me, again, like yourself, it's uh, the typical love story that I actually really enjoy. I think the two characters are probably playing off the best with each other. Um, You get that kind of chemistry with them. um, And I always enjoy watching the chemistry between the two of them from the very beginning all the way through to the end. And I do like the message it gives. I do like the subliminals where you constantly see Robert Downey Jr. covered in blood as a devil, they're trying to portray that the media is bad. I just love that point. I love it. The more I watch it, the more you realise, that. you know, I'm sorry to say a lot of your listeners are American, but America is truly fucked up, isn't it?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it's fairly topical that, at the moment. Yeah, it's uh, with, with obviously the, the, the struggles that everyone's um, going through. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's a, a film about the media Pretty much um, yeah. all the way through it, and and it reminds me an awful lot of see it portrays them as like a Bonnie and Clyde um, yeah. sort of couple. And I remember when I watched the, the when you watched the Bonnie and Clyde where they were idolized, and then the amount of people that turned up that were crying and that when Bonnie and Clyde's bodies were driven driven mm. back after they've been shot. Yeah, it's got all of those undertones in it. Um, it. It's a lot deeper than just a well, not a love story. It's not really per se a love story, but just one of these sort of like mad films from the 90s it's a lot more than that a lot deeper
3: yeah I mean I do like the idea that Oliver Stone's trying to get a message across and I think the message comes across a lot more the more times you've watched it and like you say you've probably gone past that now because you're trying to overthink it but I do like the subliminals with Hitler Stalin it, it just you know Mar- uh, sorry but Manson you know he's always he's always there and they talk about him in the film glorifying his murders and things like that Um, And I I just like that message. And I think it's come about mostly recently because I've been listening to a podcast called Up and Vanished. It talks talks about the uh, American system and how the media can kind of turn over uh, a judgment ruling because of the amendment. First Amendment have been able to give free speech. And that's how they're allowed to put all these cameras into the courtrooms and they're allowed to publicize a trial and everything from the very beginning. And, you know, whether it's right or wrong. I think that's what the message is trying to get across.
2: I mean, it starts off pretty cool. I love the start. The use of black and white, I mean, all the way through, but especially at the start. And you get the the echoey voice, the violent fight, and the extreme music. I mean, it just sucks you in straight away, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I love the start. I love the music at the start. um, And I like the way they finish with the same music at the end in the um, uh, prison scene. It's just magical for me, the first bit. I love it. I could rewatch that bit over and over.
0: About you mark you sucked in it is one of those it it grabbed it's just visually really nice to look at it and even though like you say it is it's all over the place it don't really know really what way it's going apparently they use something like 20 odd different film types on it he just couldn't make his mind up between whenever he wanted to go to monochrome black and white whatever he was up to and it looks great and i just think it just needed to calm down a little bit but it just seemed like they were going overboard. And I think perhaps you sitting there watching it, picking it apart, I think it probably moves too quick to be able to try and do that. But there's, when you're saying you're picking it apart and you're trying to think of different reasons why they was doing certain bits and why these subliminals were in there, when you start reading it, there's so much literature on why they had chosen to do certain things and what these bits meant. I mean, even down to Mickey's glasses. Do you know why he wore red glasses? No, nope. don't know. Apparently, it was back in the old days when they didn't have caged hens. They had loose hens, and they put red glasses on the chickens, because if the chickens <laughs> saw blood, they would all attack each other. So it was a calming <laughs> method. And apparently, it was a metaphor for him wearing the red glasses was even when he was calm, so he couldn't right, see the blood okay. and attack. And there's so many bloody layers to it. I, I think... You could almost watch this one. It'd have to be a slowed down version, but with director's commentary, it would be so interesting to find out what he was trying to achieve with everything. Yeah, I think that would actually be
2: quite good if you had Tarantino in that as well to to explain, obviously, what he, the the story he had written, obviously, um, the original one. So, I mean, the leads are great. I mean, I love Woody Harrelson, most things anyway, but Juliette Lewis in this, uh, I mean, it's got to be my favourite Juliette Lewis performance. What do you think of her?
3: Incredible, isn't she? Yeah, she's I just amazing. Love
0: her. What behind she's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation?
3: <laughs> no, and I watched Kate Fear recently as well. Oh, she dear. was awful in that. Right, we see. In this, I absolutely love her. I fall in love with her every time I watch this. uh I love the southern accent. I love the trashiness of her. She really does it for me.
2: I mean, is it like a, Is it like my love of Baby Firefly? I think isn't it like someone that you actually know that will kill you, um, yeah. but you still you're still actually interested. You know what I mean? Absolutely,
3: and I'm definitely that guy in the uh, mechanics part where he finds out <laughs> who she is, and you still try and go with it. Do you know what? <laughs>
2: I actually thought of you when that was seen as on. I have got to be honest. So I will uh... absolutely
3: try I like still as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um i mean all the supporting cast are great as well i think robert downey jr it's a bit weird in being an australian but i suppose it uh, it went it made sense
3: yeah um I, I actually liked robert downey jr in this but i actually found um to, is it tommy Lee jones isn't it yeah not tommy Lee, Yeah, to, yes um i actually prefer his character okay. uh I, I actually like the way he loses his temper and you actually see the spittle come from his mouth so he was
0: brilliant <laughs> he looks so he looks so stinky
3: he does. He <laughs> looks like he does smell. Um, yeah. But I actually really enjoy his character and I like the way that he works with that police guy as well, the corrupt police guy. I think those two work well together.
2: Scagnetti, isn't it? Skagnetti, yeah. So moving on to just uh, the scenes, uh, I mean, I've got uh, a scene that I do want to mention and it, it's, I think it's an amazing scene, but I equally think that it's uh, it's disgusting as well. And it's the I Love Mallory sitcom scene when we first start to get a bit of the backstory as to why uh, Mallory might be like she is. As heard
0: about um, 10 minutes ago. <laughs>
2: It's uncomfortable, really uncomfortable. I love the way that it's done against a sitcom. Our old man just disgusting. It makes you physically uncomfortable. It's that good, I think.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, I did read that Rodney Dangerfield wasn't given a script and he was just told to, like, he was told he was going to be this kind of character. And he came out with the stuff that he did. um, And it shocked a lot of people. But I think they edited in the canned laughter because they were realised that at the time, a lot of this stuff kind of went on. Um, like, you know, the, the domestic abuse, the way the, the people spoke to each other in these kind of uh, comedies. Yeah. And they, they try to portray it like, is it called I Love Lucy?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. I find that scene really uncomfortable, and uh, I think that's the way it's supposed to be, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. Good and it is. One, they achieved
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's one
0: of those ones. I think it's a very, very clever way approaching a very difficult subject and it's sort of making it light-hearted but serious all at the same time and it makes you feel really uncomfortable but it don't drag the film down I thought it was really clever I thought it was really inventive as well we're not necessarily liking the subject matter but just an inventive way of putting it across and introducing Mickey into the story as well yeah, yeah,
2: I mean, you couldn't really probably, I suppose, have Mallory being this much of a psychopath without showing some sort of backstory, I don't think. I think mm. it would have lost a lot with, without that. And then also you get the uh, a slight bit of backstory of Mickey's life um, during my other favourite scene, which is the killing of the Indian scene. Uh, or the actual Indian with the rattlesnakes. And you also get a little bit of an inkling that Mallory's got a little bit of empathy after Mickey kills him, which I find a really funny scene when he sort of kills him by accident. And it's just quite comical. But you actually get a little bit of empathy from Mallory where she said it's bad, bad, as Mickey has killed life. So on that end, you actually see why, because in the flashbacks, you see why Mickey's a bit of a psycho. But yeah, it gives a little bit of a, a, a different take on Mallory's character as well.
3: I found this the first time, actually, I realised that they had taken magic mushrooms. I'd never realised that before, and I've seen this film loads. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that I've completely missed in in previous, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, that bit, I I always struggle with that bit because I always found it was the downer part of the film. You realise that their life has turned slightly. Um, They've killed someone that's quite sort of natural and uh, loving and stuff, and they realise just what sort of person they are at that point. Yeah, do
0: you know my favourite bit about that scene? The Snakes, is it? Fuck, okay. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> See, seriously, how dangerous would that have been to film? Apparently, they had to film that scene right really late at night because they were all real oh. snakes and they were all, oh, put a, they? yeah, they was all put around them, but they had to film it right in the middle of the night so they was all cold enough so they wouldn't strike too much.
2: Oh, terrific. And I, it's like, I didn't know that
0: yeah, it's like 200 rattlesnakes or something all surrounding them and they're trying to walk through them, for that to oh. make sure it was below a certain temperature. So, most of them apparently just slept through the scene anyway. Oh, really? But I, thought oh, I didn't it, know that. Yeah, it had a really good sort of weird, not like a good aura to it, but it had a, the, I thought that goes over to another thing where Lee sent me the Spotify soundtrack playlist through. Right. Okay. And I think when you listen to that song that's on that separately, it's still great. But when you mix that together with the scene that they produced, I think they both work perfectly together and give it that really sort of eerie feeling especially with the guy who was doing the indian guy who was sort of acting and got shot i thought it was really really good how it all came together as one did
2: you find that funny at all it's not just me is it it's quite a funny scene where he wakes up and shoots not, him by I mistake and... find it, i
0: don't find it funny
2: don't you no
3: i, I can't say <laughs> I I,
0: no i can't say I... what where he shoots him by
3: mistake
2: yeah, it's it's quite funny. I mean, it's no, you know, funny. I find that a
3: bit sad, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, find that, I think that's the most difficult part for me. Yeah, but I suppose
0: Steve's got more in sort of in line with the uh, psychopathic killer. And well, yeah, I'm just—it
2: yeah. just actually gave me a flashback of obviously the uh, Lee's question when we did it, and like <laughs> I was laughing all the way through that section yeah, as well. It just yeah, made me good. feel bad again. So uh, yeah, so talking about the soundtrack, Lee, you've got it. I've seen you play it quite a few times.
3: Oh, I love it. It's like probably my favorite soundtrack ever is um, it it's
2: just quickly we had i mean we had a question about top yeah. five soundtracks um what are what are your favorite soundtracks quick just uh just to cut off from the review quickly answer the question
3: it's got to be uh dirty dancing for one right yes okay. like the top one pop fiction number two and probably okay. this now for number one is
2: it okay yeah, yeah i've I seen think you play so. quite a bit what what is it about this
3: then? I did hear that um, Quentin Tarantino had quite a lot of influence in the, the the music for this film. I don't know how true that is. Um I heard that his reviews of the original film itself wasn't particularly great. Um so he was asked to kind of look at the music and put the music with the scenes. Okay. And I think it just works. Every track, some of them like you say, are very kind of noisy. But the other ones that you know, like you have got the love songs, and I, I just love it all. Like you've got everything in there. You've got R and B. You've got like rap. Oh, it's just amazing. I love every single song on that album. I do
0: okay. think they are very atmospheric setting songs as well that come across on it. Um, whether yes. that, whether that be from the love song, I mean, I love Sweet Jane that's on it. Um, yeah. But all of those set set the scenes perfectly, and I think the choice, as with any Tarant, I know it's not a Tarantino directed film, but any Tarantino film, they have this weird knack of choosing great songs, perfect for the scenes.
3: Ones that I've never, ever heard of, but, you know, the ones that you'll probably remember for future reference, you know?
2: Yeah. So that was your most disturbing scene i don't know about yours mark mine might have been the setting the mama light scene i thought that was a little <laughs> bit harsh actually uh i know that she obviously didn't do anything but i mean you yeah you hear about a lot of people in that situation who are too scared to do anything i thought it was a little bit harsh to tie her down and set her alight gotta be honest that was yeah. the scene that sort of made me think a little bit badly of them
0: yeah m- i think mine was when they was in the motel and they're sort of falling around, and they're going to have sex, and they have like a mini argument, and then she leaves, and then the camera pans around, and there's like a tied up, half naked woman in the corner of the room that's been must have been there for the whole time. Yeah, and it's just that realization of, <laughs> and he's like, "That's all." It's just so surreal.
2: It is. I mean, that's the place in the film where it starts to unravel a little bit for me mm. because I spent most of that scene this time looking at the visuals. In the, the window. window. Yeah. Did you make any sense of them? On. No. Uh, I mean, not not to the point where... I mean, obviously, I, I understand the ones, like uh, Lee said, with obviously Hitler, Stalin, Manson, and that. I understand that they're obviously all there, but some of them are just like cartoons and things. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, uh, there's a lot of cartoons in here. It just adds to the absurdity of it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that confused me as well, and I can't see that they was particularly happy about, it was a Coca-Cola advert.
3: <laughs> it's not Apparently they weren't were they? they didn't they didn't know it was going to be used like that and they really pulled up all the stops to try and get it um, cut out. Right. I... Yeah. Um but yeah. I actually like that part because you know I think that gives the, the commercialism and Steve we've spoken before when you've been to hockey games in the US and everything kind of stops for the commercial adverts and it, it yeah. is like that isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, sitting there just wondering, I think, um, yeah, what Jill mentioned to me while I was waiting for a hockey game to restart, and she said, what are we waiting for? And I said, well, the advert's to finish, and uh, the whole game was basically waiting for the advert's to finish before the ice off again. Yeah, it's it crazy, crazy, but yeah, you're right. So, I mean... Everyone is on edge in this. So we obviously got the policeman. I don't know what you thought of Scagnetti; Not a very nice person.
3: No. And again, I think it portrays kind of the, the place where America's at at the minute, where you don't really know who's corrupt and who isn't. Yeah. Um, and in this podcast, again, if I bring it back to that, you, you do hear of like corrupt policemen and what they get up to and stuff like that. And I think that's another portrayal of, where America's going in some places, in some towns and stuff. So I think that's that's kind of trying to get that message across a little bit.
2: So you think that this is obviously a little bit more relevant now than it was? Or does it, is this the sort of film that becomes more relevant as as things sort of flare up all around the world, et cetera? It, it goes from being relevant to not relevant, et cetera, et cetera.
3: Well, I've got a thing that I... Because I, I actually watched one of the Oliver Stone interviews on the, on the DVD, actually and at the beginning, because this was released around the O.J. Simpson trial. Right, OK. And one of the things I've kind of wrote down, he put, it was a 24-hour news orgy of speculation and ghoulish exploitation of the public's morbid fascination with carnage, and that's exactly what he tried to go with with this right, film. Okay. I he yeah. yeah, achieved I think it. it. does
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it did. It did. Yeah. We've got to go on to the prison scene. I mean, it is quite elongated. It's not like it's a, an abrupt ending. Uh, I actually forgot how long it went. But, I mean, the, the stuff that happens in the prison, just bonkers. Uh, it just goes into this massive crescendo of killing and, and everything. But, I mean, it was it was fun, wasn't
3: it? It's a little bit over the top for me, that part. It's the only bit in the film that I find a little bit over the top.
2: The only part of this that you find over the top. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: so, apparently, some of the actual extras
0: were inmates from a prison that they was they was actually filming at. And then they had to get more extras in... Because the extras they used previously, it all started writing or something and had to be put into lockdown. (laughs) <laughs> like, what the fuck
2: I mean it is manic and I think obviously the person who drives that is Robert Downey Jr's character I think he's the driving force for this crescendo I know that Tommy Lee Jones is character and is it Tom Sizemore who plays uh, Skate yes uh, I think, yes, I think so yeah. I know that their characters are obviously uh, in amongst it but uh, I think Robert Downey Jr's character and obviously the, the fact that they're filming it is what drives this scene just keeps driving it forward and it just what robert downey jr lose it as well and become
0: this psychopath with guns. gun brilliant absolutely brilliant you just (laughs) see the adrenaline surge in him and he's like i'm alive i'm alive it's like it's brilliant why
2: don't you particularly take to this finish then mate
3: i think like i don't know it's just one of those moments where i think it's so over the top and all right the film is quite unbelievable in a way anyway but it's that moment where you think, no, nah, there's no way that they would be able to get out of there. But I do love Robert Downey Jr. in those moments, the emotions he shows, like the crying when he splits up with his wife. I love that moment. I always laugh at that moment when he's on the phone to her. And I think, you know, this was Robert Downey Jr. in his absolute heyday. OK. I, I don't like him as a an actor now, but I, I much prefer him when he was a drug and alcoholic <laughs> to with you. I, I just think I think he, he portrays a lot more emotion back then than he does these days
2: Mark do you like the scene I mean I wouldn't take it that this sort of film this is sort of like a film probably a bit closer to something like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas you know what I mean with the visuals and mm. stuff so I'm surprised that you are talking quite positive about it yeah so, I, I think
0: uh, the end scene in any other normal movie would have been a dynamic scene where the, the film sort of builds up to it but the whole film's pretty fucking manic, so it sort of just <laughs> becomes on that same dynamic level towards the end, and I agree there's that point where you just think, well, they're not getting out of this, and the way they turn it around, I liked the way that Tommy Lee Jones' character sort of gets fucked over. Um, and I, I mean, way-
2: all he's interested in, isn't he? and is really just looking bad. He he
0: thought he had complete control and he's realised actually how little control and it did make me wonder actually that if all the prisoners did decide to overthrow a prison how easy it would be.
2: Well, yeah.
3: we've seen not that in Mexico sometimes,
2: haven't we? Not first-hand, I've got to be no, honest. But, no, not uh, first-hand. So I think the escape scene does flow well. I think I think it's good from start. You, you do actually sort of feel like you're there. And then, um, I mean, obviously you get the end. It, I don't know if it was what you expected, the ending. Obviously, people like Bonnie and Clyde's ending was a lot different. Uh, I didn't quite expect the first time that I saw it that it would end the way that it did with them getting away. But we do get... I think a really funny Robert Downey Jr. scene with him begging for his life, even though yeah. it is obviously quite nasty for him. Um, I actually find it quite funny, especially when he's running away and him actually coming to terms with the fact that he's not going to make it out.
0: Yeah, I love the little double skip uh, when he goes to run, and he just <laughs> yeah. sort of he calls him back, and he just sort of just so he can give up, and you just think, fuck. Oh. But I know.
2: I would have carried on running. I, I mean, if I think,
0: I chance your arm, zigzag, and just running. chance it. If yeah, it just sort of turns you around.
3: It. The Robert Downey Jr. from the interview all the way through to the end is peak Robert Downey Jr. for me. I don't
2: know really. I've not don't can't say that I've watched a lot or remember a lot of him. I mean, obviously since he done or was Iron Man, it's just sort of taken over, hasn't it? Yes. And you sort of don't think about what he did before.
0: Quick question for you both then. Obviously Tarantino wrote it and he's involved, but If he would have directed it, do you think we would have seen much a different film, a better film, much the same film? Do you think he had more influence than people give him credit for in what the actual finished product was?
2: I don't think it would have been as insane. I mean, I get... Vibes of The Doors when I watch this, Mm -hmm. like Oliver Stone also directed, Um, you know what I mean? So some of the visuals and things like that, obviously, to slightly uh, tone down the this. But I don't think it would have been so mad. I mean, I don't think Tarantino really goes to this sort of extremes, does he, with all of the visuals and things? I don't know. I mean, it's difficult to say, isn't it? But, um, but I, yeah, I don't think it would have been the same, not at all. I think Oliver Stone's taken artistic licence and just taken it completely out <laughs> there, to be honest.
0: And taken something else, I think, before we did it <laughs> as well, by the fucking looks of it. What do you well, think,
3: I, Lee? I think I agree with Steve, actually. I, I don't think it would have been anything anywhere near as mad as what it was. Or I don't believe it would have been anywhere as good as the film that it, it was Um yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100% sure this is actually his type of film. To be honest with you.
2: No, I mean he's, he did his love story, really, didn't he? with True romance, I think. Yeah, and that's what we got. So, uh, so yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't think so. What about you, Mark? Answer your own damn question.
0: I'm, I'm a <laughs> guy. Okay, I'm quite. I would be quite I think he had more influence than people would lead on to believe. In I'm guessing like Lee said, he chose or helped help with some of the stuff within the soundtracks. I got a feeling this was more like a co directorship, whether or not anyone would ever say that, whether I'm talking complete bollocks is very possible, but I think there is some similarities to his work as well as they've, like you say, with The Doors, and that it is very Oliver Stone at the same time, but I think there looks to me like there was a bit of a crossover. Okay,
2: right. I mean, have you got anything else that you want to say, guys? I mean, we're at the end of, of the bonkers film. Um, I, I mean, I'd be interested, like I say, in the uh, scores, but have you got anything else that you want to say about it?
3: No, I think I've summed up everything about this film. I love it. I love it. Okay. Absolutely love it. Yeah,
0: well, all I can say is I can see why some people struggle with it. And I can see, I would say it's a Marmite film because I think there are some people that go, yeah, it's all right. But I can see why people would take an instant love. Do you think to so?
2: It. Do you think that people look at this and go, yeah, it's all right? Do you honestly think that people, and someone could sit there and at the end of it and go, yeah, it was all right? Not much to it. No, I mean, not much happened. I mean, I've, I've not can met
0: anyone who's done that, but I, I no. mean, I can see why people would instantly love this film and I could see why people instantly hate this film. And yeah. perhaps rather than me saying people go, Yeah, that's all right, there might be some people who got to the end and then go, I don't know why, but I kinda liked it, but I've got no fucking idea what happened. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so have you seen, got any scores then, guys? Oh, sorry, have you sent the on. Rotten
3: Tomatoes score for this film.
2: Yeah, it's forty six or something, isn't it? Something Terrible. Like well, yeah, yeah. What the hell are yeah, people thinking? Cool. No, no, it's uh, it well, it's very divisive, isn't it? It is right. I mean, Mark, Mark always says marmite that you can't get in big tins and or big jars anymore, can no. you? Because they uh, no, because apparently um, yeast extract is uh, obviously a byproduct of brewing beer, ah. and people are not brewing beer at the moment because no one's going to the pub, so you can't actually buy marmite in a large jar. Um, because they haven't got enough yeast to extract anyway. So wow. um, that's fascinating. There you go. <laughs> yeah, is it? Um, right, we've got scores, score, score, scores on the doors.
3: Ninety for me.
2: Ninety. Okay. 90. All right. There you go. Um, not the biggest score we had on movie drums. I was going to this
3: is in his
0: top three best favourite films, he's a harsh scorer. <laughs>
2: laser conservative when it comes to scoring and stuff like no, that no I
0: like you know I, mean? I like that <laughs> I like it um, <laughs>
2: not not the high score obviously we had that last week with um, that Jennifer Aniston thing that was 100 so,
0: yeah uh, definitely 100 that <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what's your score? I've got 81.
2: Have you? Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I've got 83. It used to be uh, a lot higher than that for me. Probably high 80s maybe in the 90s. It's just going down each time. I still enjoyed it. Uh, but uh, like I say, it's one of those that rewatches are just actually becoming more difficult on the three. Um, so, Lee, are you staying with us for Also Watched? What you have been watching, mate?
3: Uh, Minister Society
2: okay all right have you yeah. seen uh have you seen don't go messing in self-century whilst drinking your juice in the hood
3: no never heard of No, have
2: you're not the spoof one yeah. you need to watch yeah. that yeah what score for medicines to society
3: oh i love this film uh i've had it since i was a kid actually it's got to be high 80s for me that film is it okay the action, the acting's poor but i love the storyline go on okay. well. uh straight out compton is a theme this week there is. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I enjoyed that one. I'm talking about soundtracks.
3: Quality, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Well, I've got all yeah, the original
0: man. vinyl from, from those.
3: Have you? NWA. Yeah, I've got them Oh, great. I'll be around later. Like, yeah.
0: It's all sitting in soggy boxes in the back of the <laughs> gallery. none of <laughs> yeah, it will work yeah. again.
3: Uh, yeah, go on. Um, and I uh, watched Crawl as well.
2: Okay. What did you think of Crawl? Because we were a little bit... It. Did you? Hated okay.
3: it. Fucking <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> Did
2: you? I mean, I don't think we hated it, but I don't think we liked it the same as some other people. Uh... <laughs> but, um, yeah, didn't like it, no?
3: no? Oh, God, it was dreadful. I couldn't watch <laughs> it. It was so cringeworthy, I hated okay, it. Okay, all right, all
2: right, enough. Emma's going to fucking right, kill you. sorry, right. sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, is that it? That's it. Okay. Mark, you watched anything?
0: I've only watched two, mate. I've been trying to get yeah. ahead for future episodes. Now that we've got a schedule... Um, try and okay. get myself ahead so that I can sort of do some notes on the lead up rather than rushing them all in the last 10 minutes. But I watched Dante's Peak. Okay. All these, you, you'll recognise them all because these are the new ones that have been like recently added to Netflix and they got yeah, I do. Is it? Dante's Peak 55 and I'll f- we'll first watch a Sanctum. Sanctum? Yeah, James Cameron film about okay. the divers, deep cave divers. All right. Never seen that one. No, I'm going to keep stum then, mate. Hope, uh, gonna, I'm going to yeah. keep stum on that one. Okay. I won't tell you <laughs> what I thought of it.
2: Okay. Um, I've watched a Jason Statham film, generic. It's called Homefront. It's 58. It's a bit poo. What's the Dead Don't Die Again, the Jim Jarmusch film. I've got 70 on that. I don't hate it like other people do. Thor Ragnarok, 74. about the only four film that I can actually sit through. There's a couple of TV bits. War of the Worlds. I didn't know if you saw that on TV. It's That's yep. pretty rubbish. Not TV. And no. uh, I know, but I've got to mention this one. I watched Police Squad on Blu-ray. Thank you very much, Mark, for getting yeah. that for me for my birthday. I've waited like three months or something. You have. 90, 98, 98, mate. 98. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. Sit there, chuckle all the time. Jill's laughing at me, laughing. We've just been having this fun police squad time around this house. Well, mate. it's, it's nice, to know, um, amazing.
0: nice to know Jill can take two seconds away from Animal Crossing to give you a laugh.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and the last one I watched is a film called The Grandmaster. It's billed on the Blu-ray case as the best martial arts film ever. And I can actually say that it is not oh. thirty-eight.
0: Oh no. Is <laughs> okay. that like um Ooh. when they have on the thing best burgers this side of London? Yes. And it's it like... must
2: be. It must be. It's shit. So uh it's a bit of good martial arts, but like I say, yeah, thirty eight. So there you go. That's me this week. So there you go, Lee. Thank you very much for joining us, mate. Thank um, you for inviting me. I really enjoyed that. And like I say, we get to kick you out of the meeting rather than have to kick you out of Mark's house, which yeah. is good. But we got, no, we got ages. no
0: beer left. Remember I mean, last time he turned up <laughs> stinking a beer, didn't he? Pretend, <laughs> pretending someone had spilled it all over him. <laughs> He's gone up in a world in lockdown. He's got some sort of
2: cocktail there that we yeah, saw him drinking I've become earlier. a
3: cocktail magician now.
2: Yeah, sorry, you you broke up. You've become a cock well thank you very much for joining us mate honestly uh i've really enjoyed that actually uh i didn't think i would but i did so thank you for that thank you mate Um, that is a
0: smashing haircut my eyes yeah thank you and
2: uh and we are uh, literally rushing together something to do in the next two weeks for our 100th episode (laughs) we've not planned anything yet so we might very well be knocking on your door next week okay thanks mate have a good evening bye -bye. bye Okay, there we go. Look, we got rid of him, mate. And he doesn't have to drive around the estate for ages. So, really nice to see Lee. Um, really glad that he came on. Great conversation there. Loved it. Right. Do you want to move on? Yes, mate. Okay, this is the next section. This is a section we like to call homework. homework. Yep, you'll give me the thumbs up. You said that that was in time. I have no idea. You said it about two seconds. But it's really weird. This really weird. It's it's Uh, ultra ultra weird this (laughs) (laughs) week. So this is a section where we give each other movies that the other one hasn't seen that we like on the hope of uncovering hidden gems. What did you give me, mate?
0: I gave you a film that's currently 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb is an 18, 2 hours, 8 minutes long build as a drama. With a synopsis of Nomi, a young drifter arrives in Las Vegas to become a dancer and soon sets about clawing and pushing her way to become top of the Vegas Showgirls. Starring Elizabeth Berkley, Carl McLaughlin, Gina Gershon, $45 million budget grossing $20 million. <laughs> it's 1995's
2: Showgirls. See, I thought going in that the people who liked it were adamant that there was a good movie in there. But reading up on it, I think that they like it because it's trashy and camp, and I think I misunderstood that. So bad it's good. I know. I actually think I misunderstood that because I actually got the impression from people that the film was misunderstood and it was actually a good film, whereas they actually like it for being trashy. So it's a bit weird for that for me because I went into it with the wrong sort of state of mind, really. Um, i got a bit of a Black Swan vibe
0: in this one okay yeah Um,
2: and i've got some major issues with it i've got to be honest
0: i'd, I'd imagine you have mate there are some okay. major issues with it it's, there's no question <laughs> it's just so um, bad it's good
2: yeah i see the overacting was a bit of a no-no for me right she so never now, got another
0: role i don't think after this because no, of the acting
2: really the so i you know how i feel about amateur dramatics and, mm-hmm. that, and people pretending to be trees and stuff yeah all of this, basically, it was like every scene was an audition. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was auditioning for something. And it was the throwing of the head back and the flicking of the hair and the shouting and the storming off. And hey, it girlfriend. just went on all the way. Yeah. It was it was just, I just I don't think it was for me, that part of it. I mean, I didn't see any of these shows when I was in Vegas, I've got to be honest. And I reckon that there's probably quite a few worn VHS tapes in certain places. Yep, I reckon one. if you went round some people's houses, <laughs> have you? And I bet it all goes fuzzy at yeah, certain places. Yeah. It's certainly a bit exploitive,
0: yeah. isn't it? Especially for people of my era, when you grew up with Saved by the Bell as well, going right. from Jessie... Was she in it? Was she, well, she that... was Jessie in Saved by the Bell. Oh, right. Oh, um, right. So you had Tiffany, Amber Thiessen and Lark Voorhees and um, Elizabeth Berkeley in Saved by the Bell. So we sort right. of... They was like my generation. I know you're a little bit older... But my generation sort of crushes at school, like TV crushes, I suppose. So to go from right. that into this was like, whoa!
2: I mean, I like the scenes in the original club more.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, my favourite line was, "It must be weird not to have someone come on you." yeah <laughs> which was said to her i don't think I've, I've ever really heard that in a film before i thought that was great one of the worst scenes or the worst scenes i mean it was probably the, the most amazing sex in the pool it, yeah it's yeah. fucking what was going on there um i mean i thought she was having a fit there's no mm. way that that would have been enjoyable for that guy and i actually turned around to jill and said you would have drowned doing that love yeah like, but it it's like, like was...
0: where there's a blame there's a
2: claim i mean she had whiplash <laughs> It was fucking, I don't know what was going on there. I really don't. Another crazy scene was like when she became Bruce Lee, when she was kicking that (laughs) bloke to uh, to bits. (laughs) (laughs) And I know we're laughing, right? I know we're laughing. But this is the problem. I went into it not realising that it was a so bad it's good film. I thought it was like people were actually... And there's a lot of 10-star reviews on IMDb. I'm sure there there's are a lot of people, 9 mate, and 10. That, that But think I didn't realise they like were that. four. Uh, yeah, I actually thought it was just like, look, this was actually an important um, no. visualisation of what it was like in Vegas no. at a certain time. That's what I went into it thinking. Yeah. And this is why I think that it, I couldn't really get into it. The lack of background story as well was a bit weird. And all of a sudden, Carl McLaughlin's character just blurted out all of her background catalogue of crimes mm. a criminal record which i thought was a bit weird because you could have added a bit of depth to her character a bit early on mm. uh, i thought i thought the supporting cast weren't too bad some of them um again the ones in the early club i thought were the best ones
0: oh the, um, the i don't know how to say it nice the fat old lady cracks <laughs> yeah, me yeah, up she's
2: brilliant <laughs> yeah and i've actually put in my notes which i think i should have deleted saying i'm sure there's a deeper message in there but it's lost on me. And now I think there is not. I think I must have should have deleted that. I yeah, think it were, yeah. I, I, I don't think there is, actually. It's just camp
0: um, and fun and yeah, over the um, top.
2: Yeah, I think that if I wasn't a person who hated amateur dramatics mm-hmm. and over the topness of, you know what I mean. We've gone through it before and the list of stuff that I don't like, it's actually included in that. So, listen, it's only going to get a faulty for me. I'm really sorry I didn't get it. It's like a rough take for a real film for me. It's like them pretending to do a film before they actually do a proper film. And unfortunately, the overacting was just too much for me. Okay, Fair and done. I went into it with an open, uh, proper open mind. I really wanted to like it, but she was just too much, man. She's crazy. Okay, sorry about that, mate. No worries. And sorry man. everyone else who likes it, Vern, Ryan, etc. Sorry about that. Okay, so I gave you a 2018 film directed by Alex Garland, Starring Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson, Tuva Novotny, and Oscar Isaac. Running time of 115 minutes with a budget of 40 to 55 million. 43.1 million taken at the box office. An IMDb score of 6.9 and a Rotten Tomato score of 88%. Synopsis of a biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply. I gave you 2018's Annihilation. Mm, you did.
0: Going to be quite short this. Warning okay. for you, I honestly don't know what to think of it, right? And I think it's going to take a couple of watches to understand what the fuck went on. <laughs> um,
2: All right. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I, conv- I mean, I get it, I'm not I'll convinced
0: I understood it or still understand it completely. And I got to the end and I was like, it looked great, I kind of enjoyed it, but I don't know why, and I still don't know is that it's weird I, I've never ever <laughs> felt like this about a film so long after watching it as well like normally I think yeah. next day it sinks in I think no I did enjoy that I mean it kept me entertained I didn't feel robbed of my time but I'm just completely split over it I, I just, okay. I'm just confused um
2: I mean I watched it for I said before I watched it for like 10 15 minutes and didn't get into it and I mm-hmm. gave it another go while I was ill Maybe it's because I was, I don't know, um, out my head on COVID-19 or whatever it was, yeah. tripping on COVID, that I actually did enjoy it the second time around. And I, I can't put my finger on why, mate. Mm. I just feel, I mean, I, I, I didn't particularly understand it. I'm sure there is, as we say, a deeper message
0: in there. Yeah, I mean, he was things, it was brutal. It was dark. It did some clever stuff. I liked and disliked Jennifer Jason Leigh's character. She was sort of morose and emotionless, but it was explained later why, but that also made her a bit dull. Um okay. And she sort of... she was, I suppose she was almost supposed to come across as the bitch, but didn't really have enough character to be the bitch. Just didn't really right. care. The ragtag crew were fine. I've never really seen a lot of Natalie Portman, but I thought she was good. Okay. Um I don't understand why they didn't sort of step... Do you know like when someone says to you... Don't go in the circle. You can walk anywhere in the circle. They turn their back and you jump in the circle and you jump out again and you snigger into yourself. Why didn't they <laughs> yeah. do that? Why didn't they go in the shimmer and then jump straight back out? Because like, no one's oh, come look. out of it. Well, there, I'm in. Now I'm out. <laughs> Ta-da! I'm going to no, go I in 10 foot. It. I'm going to come out. Because they're not children like you. But it's a scientific maybe. experiment. No one's been in and come out. So walk right. in a foot, walk out a foot. Walk in two foot, come out a foot. Walk in five foot. <laughs> okay. Find out where it... It was just there was holes and some of the science was so over the top. I love all this gene stuff and chromosomes and how it messes up, but there were some things that was all melding together. There were some things that almost become like super animal. It was just so weird. And then you had people's heads on other animals. Not yeah. it's not how but for me that's not how it all works. It was weird. No, but it, it was always actual... reminiscent of the thing, wasn't it? With the assimilation of things. Yeah, uh, it's almost got a link to the thing like last week where things are similar. But this was
2: a film about scientists not understanding what was going on in there. Mm. So as a viewer, if the scientists that are on the screen can't work out what's going on as a viewer, I don't think you was expected to know what was
0: going on. No, but um, it was almost like but the one point they decided it could do this. But another point they decided it would do that. And there was the continuity throughout was just a bit wayward what did you think of the scene where it mimicked her i thought that was probably the more clever piece i thought and i thought the little set piece with him with the sulfur grenade a quite fancy one of them by the way i thought that was quite i think i saw that one coming i think i'd worked it out by then but when it realized and oh it it was quite it was a strong ending which is why i think i felt more robbed through watching the rest of the film and i do I do think I will watch it another once, maybe twice, and I do think each time I'll get more out of it, knowing what to expect. But I can only okay. go in at a sixty at the moment.
2: Well, that's fair enough. I mean, it's it's not the uh, not the end of the world, mate. It's uh, it's only. 6. I know there's 9, a good 9, film though, in is?
0: there somewhere. I know I know there is because I, I did get some enjoyment out of it. yeah i I thought the
2: scientific part of you might uh enjoy it
0: mm, a bit i did i was definitely i was intrigued more than anything i'm just i don't know whether i'm a little bit upset i didn't quite understand it as much as i would like to and perhaps another couple of watches i'll start getting in with it a bit
2: okay mate i'll take that so what you got for me next week mate
0: I've got you a film that is currently 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. as an hour, 45 minutes, billed as a crime drama mystery with a synopsis of a teen living under house arrest becomes convinced his neighbour is a serial killer. This stars Sheila LaBeouf, David Morse and carrie Ann Moss with a $20 million budget grossing $118 million. This was 2007's Disturbia.
2: All right, okay, excellent. Something a little bit, uh, a little bit more up my alley, hopefully. Mm, on let's hope one. so. Okay, so I'm giving you a 2017 film directed by Daniel Espinoza, starring Jake Gillenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, Ryan Reynolds, Hiroyuki Sanada, Ariam Bakara, and Olga Dihovin Chenaya. Good effort. Running time of 104 minutes with a budget of $62 million. Took a box office of $100 million, 6.6 on IMDb, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a synopsis of a team of scientists aboard the International Space Station discover a rapidly evolving life form that caused extinction on Mars and now threatens all life on Earth. I'm giving you 2017's Life.
0: Nice. I'll take that. I I don't know what that sound was. What sound? When I went,
2: nice. I don't know. (laughs) It was a better impression than did earlier. Now, um, I'm giving this to you. We're going through a few creature features at the moment. Mm -hmm. I thought Annihilation was sort of a little bit like that. Uh, We obviously had the thing last Mm -hmm. week. So, uh, so yeah, this is uh, like uh, another little creature feature. Um, Thank you think of This one. Cheers, pal. All right. Okay. There we go, mate. So next week's main.
0: Yeah. Mr. Ryan L. Terry's choice. Okay, right. And we've got Wes Craven's New Nightmare. We
2: have, yeah. I can't remember seeing
0: this. I've got to be honest. I couldn't remember seeing it. Spoiler alert, I've already watched it last night, as a matter of fact. But when it came on, I th- I've seen it years and years ago, and I said to Missy, she was like, what's this about? And I started, I said, I'm not sure if this is the one with that one. And I was like, yeah, I know, Neil. Okay. And okay. I've only Ooh. ever seen it once. Well, I've seen it twice, now.
2: Well, maybe I have seen it then, mm. so uh, so we'll have to uh, wait and see. So mm. I, I just watched the trailer and I can't remember it. Yeah. Maybe it's because I saw it when it first came out, which uh, which might be quite a long time ago. Yes. So uh, the return of the legend, that is Ryan L. Terry. Yeah. So look forward to that. Absolutely. Okay. Mate, do you want to reiterate how people you can get us on social
0: media? Cool, yes. You can get us on Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on drone podcast at hotmail.com. Com.
2: You can indeed. So hook us up with some whatever
0: questions. Hook us or, up? Or, or what
2: are what you, are 22? Impressions. Well, yeah, I feel a bit 22. Yeah. My uh, watch and my sort of fitness app's telling me that uh, my performance at the moment is that of a 20-year-old. So, yeah, I've started to talk like one. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so hook us up with some questions and some impressions. Some hench questions. <laughs> no, that's, that's nothing. That's not. <laughs> that's just <laughs> pathetic. Right okay mate mm. uh, you all done then yes okay so thank you very much to lee look forward to having ryan on next week yep. again thank you to everybody who was mentioned yeah thanks thanks for
0: everyone for digging in during this period of uncertainty of what's going on and how we are and sticking with us whilst we trawl back through back catalogs rather than bringing fresh stuff i'm enjoying yeah. it i'm not i'm would like to get back at the cinema for some new bits, but I'm enjoying the films people are picking.
2: Yeah, thank you very much for sticking with us. Mark is right. It's, uh, it's been just different, mm. um, but everyone seems to, uh, to be joining in, which mm. is good. All right, okay. Mate, say goodbye, Mark.
0: Goodbye, Mark.
2: See you later, everyone. See you later. Bye.
0: I went to seance the other day. Don't know what possessed me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I tried not to laugh. I tried I mean I tried not to do anything. And then I thought, uh, if I don't laugh, I've got to put something in and uh, I mean, like me, it's more editing and that. So I thought like, funny, i just mate. give don't you a laugh. token laugh. i just give I you a I token want, laugh.
0: I don't want, want no I- um sympathy laughs. <laughs>,
2: laughs. No, it was alright. It weren't too yeah. bad, mate, nice and punchy. I sit then. I can't keep saying it. that's seamless, <laughs> yeah. mate. That's seamless. I told out. off. Here we are. Why don't keep...
0: we do like the old 60s stuff where they just start what? fading what? and it just sort of keeps fading, <laughs> sort of fades. Fading, fading, <laughs> fade. <laughs> <laughs> seamless. Mark, are you with us? Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm trying to think of what I'm saying. Oh right.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> Right, catch you later on.
0: See you later,
2: mate. See you later, mate.
3: Bye. I'm off for a quick one. Yeah. (laughs) You can do it there if you want while we do it. I'll just leave the screen on by Yeah.
2: (laughs) That would be the best podcast I've ever done in my life.